Good afternoon, everyone. While we continue our learning of Tefillah, we are now about to begin Brichos Kriyashma. Uh, but right before we discuss the actual Brichos, we should learn about what is being said right before those Brichos are mentioned, that of specifically Kaddish and Baruch Hu. And it's interesting, um, in its place, both as a transition point from Pesukah Zimra, and uh, as a conclusion of Pesukah Zimra, and almost as a beginning point of, of Brichos Kriyashma. Taking a step back, um, the general concept of of, of saying Kaddish is is really a mis- uh, somewhat of a mystery in, in the words of the Rishonim. The Shibuha Halakhic quotes Rav Avim ben Rabino David, one of the, the Ravids, who says that The idea of saying Kaddish is not really so clear in the Rishonim where it's coming from. But we have a, a pasuk that the later generations have developed, have found to find a support for this concept, and that is the, myth, the obligation to be mikdash Hashem amongst the Jewish people, and that's where Chazal say, Anything that is um, an aspect of kedusha that you're expressing a darvish kedusha, you need to have ten people, and this is the reason why by tefillah and for after Talmud Torah um, or any mitzvah that's being performed, there's an Indian to say kaddish. And that's specifically why, after Pesuk Nezimra, after we mention all the Shvachos of Hashem, we fulfill the mitzvah, um, we should say Kaddish. The Shabbat Leket notes that the reason why we shouldn't say Kaddish after, specifically, we should say Kaddish specifically now, is in addition to the fact that it's the conclusion of Pesuk Nezimra, it's also because there's sometimes people are were mafsik to make certain public announcements for Tzedakah, and because of the Havzakah, we're going to lose that on the opportunity to be Mikhail Hashem after Pesuk Nezimra. I guess, instead of being in tandem with the rest of davening. And that's why we have this uh, aspect of, of, of Kaddish that's being said right now. Um, aside from the technical reason of why we say Kaddish, because of Vigdash Tibisoch B'nai Yisrael, the Archa Shulchan explains that Kaddish was actually instituted by the Anshei Knesset HaGadola, specifically after the Chorun Bayes Rishon. And he explains the reason why Chazal made this takana of Kaddish, to be Mikadish Hashem, was because after the Chorban Abayas and after the Eretz was destroyed and after the Jews were spread around over all the four corners of the world, we're now davening basically that Hashem should return the, us to, from that status, bring the Geula, and, and Hashem's name should be Miskadish, should be elevated before the world, as the Pasuk Nechazka, Perik Lam Nechaz, Pasuk Chav Kimmel says, Viskadati, Viskadashti, Vinodati, Lenei and these are the first two words of, of Kaddish that we say that's coming from the Pasuk of Yichaskal that Hashem's saying that I'll be Miskadel and Miskadesh in the end of the days um, for the Goyim. Um, additionally, the Archa Shulchan connects this, this Takanas Kaddish from the Gemara in Brachos Dav Gimel, which says that Eliyahu Hanavi uh, related to a Yamora that when B'nai Yisrael are nechnasim l'batei kenasios l'batei midrashos v'onin amen yehishmer abba when the Jews answer Kaddish and say amen yehishmer abba so HaKash Baruch Hu menei Rosh Hashem like shakes his head v'omer asher ha-melech shemekalsinos sabaveso kach praiseworthy is the king that the people in his house praise him this way ma'alo la'av shahig le'ez b'nav so Hashem and is lamenting the fact that the Jews are, are B'nai Israel are now in the Gullahs, and Hashem doesn't have access, the same access, or allow, gave the B'nai Israel to the Gullahs, which has less of a, causes less of a connection to B'nai Israel to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's where the Archa Shulchan gets his source from, 
that this is this this idea of kaddish is manifest is a manifestation of the need to to ask Hakadosh Baruch Hu to return us from the from the galus, and and basically kaddish is a response um, from the first churban uh, habayis. Now, with that background, going putting this uh, concept of kaddish back into the discussion of our tefillah, there's discussion in the mefarshim. What is Kaddish going on? Is it going on the conclusion of Pesukei Zimra, or is it referring to a almost a haschala, a beginning of Berachos Kriyshma? The Ramah writes in Orachaim Sun and Dal Sifkimol. He says that after a person or a community had a hafsaka, a break in the in the tefila between Pesukei Zimra and the Berachos Yotzer before Kaddish, so what should the Shleich Zimra do? He should say Mixas Pesukei Zimra. He should recite some of the Pesukim of Pesukei Zimra. And then Vyomer Kaddish Alayim, and you say Kaddish on those Psukim, explains the Ramak, because we don't say Kaddish before any praises before any, and that's the reason why, according to the Nusach Ashkenaz, we don't say Kaddish by Tfilas Arvis. Um, again, so the Ramak sounds to be saying that the entire function of Kaddish is almost a conclusion of the Psukit Zimra, and therefore if there's a Hafsaka from Psukit Zimra to the Kaddish, you should recite some more Psukit Zimra to have the Kaddish go on that, on that point. Similarly, the Ravana, one of the Rishonim, explains that Kaddish, he, he explains almost explicitly, that Kaddish is a response to the ending of the bracha of Ishtabach. We say, Melch, Kel, Chel, Mim, Hashem is the king, who's Kel and Chel, Mim. And because of that, there's a response of Yiskana, Vizkaish, where we emphasize that we want Machuse, we want Hashem's Machus to, to return. And ironically, because of this uh, Ravan, he explains he doesn't understand how there could be a, a community that creates a hafsaka between Ishtabach and Kaddish. And for the, for the Ramah, even though fundamentally he probably sounds like he's agreeing with the Ravan's idea that there has to be a connection between Pesukah Zimra and Kaddish, one can fulfill that connection by saying, Mixas Pesukah Zimra. An alternative approach, um, which we discussed previously, um, is found in the words of the Rambam, in Rambam Hilchus Tefillah, Perak Tes, Halacha Aleph. He says that the beginning of Tefillah Asibor is starts with saying Kaddish and then saying Baruch Hu, and then reciting the rest of Berchus Kriyashma, which indicates that Kaddish is almost like the initiation of what's being said, distinct from the Pesukim that we've recited beforehand. And Rav Hirsch builds on this idea while not explaining it specifically or taking a stance on the fact that it's a uh, you know Kaddish is the beginning of Berchus Kriyashma or conclusion of Pesukim but he emphasizes this idea in the sense that. When talking about the idea of Vimikadish Hashem, which effectively means recognizing Hashem as above all else, distinct from everything else, and practically that would mean subordinating all my worldly affairs to, to the the the, the Hashem. This goal um, can only really be expressed or fulfilled by the Klal in general of Klal Yisrael. It can't be fulfilled by an individual. We need everyone to be joining together to make this uh, this, I guess, Gilui of Ratzon Hashem, this revelation of, of the divine will to become into fruition. And therefore, that's only why a community can make the Kaddish. And that's also, as an aside, why Tefillah is also the Metzibur, written in a Lashem, a, plur, a plural, because it's emphasizing that only as a Tzibur, where all the individuals coming together um, to contribute to this one goal are able to maximize their individual abilities with that communal background, with that community um, in the in the in the background. So with that idea, Refresh sounds to understands that the reason why we're starting with uh, with Kaddish is to emphasize we're trying to create a Tzibor. We're trying to emphasize a Tzibor context. We need 10 people for Kaddish. 
And this way, we're able to be enabling a greater expression of Kiddush Hashem, which is going to be expressed through our davening, through our tefillah. And specifically, as mentioned previously, when we recite Birchos Kriyashma and tefillah, that's also an expression of Kabbalah Sol, and it's appropriate to say Kaddish, which is a expression of Kiddush Hashem, as a prerequisite to the Kabbalah Sa'ol Shalat Sibor. Now, if one notices Kaddish in general, it's written in Aramaic, Lashon Aramis. And the question is, the rest of Davin, we don't have this, so why is this any different? The Bissosi presents two answers. One answer is, is that specifically Kaddish has, is a unique type of Shvach, and because of that, it causes some form of kina, jealousy amongst the, the Malachim, and if they were to understand, and the Malachim don't understand Aramaic, they only understand Lashon HaKodesh, and because of this, if they were to recite Kaddish in Hebrew, it would cause Kala Yisrael to have a Kitrug. Um, the Beis Yosef adds that specifically because Kaddish was written in a response for the Chorban, that at the, those ideas of Chorban will be elicited and causing more of a Midas Hadin response to Bnei Yisrael. That's why we, ra- we ha- want to have it in Lashon Aramis, so the Malachim can't use it as a Kitrug. However, the um, Beis Yosef argues, he quotes those who argue, and says that the reason, there are many different other tefillos that are very chashev and very important, uh, and they're written in Hebrew. So why is this any different? And he explains, based off the Gemara and So to Dafem Tess, who says that the world, Bizman in the Galos, is only Miskayim because of saying Kiddush, uh, uh, Kaddish al-Seder, which is, basi- uh, which is basically Uval Etzion, and also saying Yehishmei Rabbah after Agada, which implies that because it's something that Chazal find is very important, they want to make it accessible to the community who don't understand Lashon HaKodesh as readily. And in the times of Chazal, the language that people understood was Aramaic, and that's why the language that we use for Kaddish is still Aramaic, to follow, to copy that, that idea, um, to represent the idea that we want everyone to understand uh, what is being said. <clears throat> now, just moving into the, just giving background to the general ideas and and unique aspects of, of Kaddish, we recite in the middle, Amin Heshmei Rabba. And there's a machlokas, how to understand this, this terminology. Is the word Shmei a Hebrew word? Meaning, and, and we'll see how that's expressed, or is it an Aramaic word? The Machzor Vitri, quoted in Tosos, Brachos, Tav Gimel, explains that the word Shmei is actually a Hebrew word. And it's an it's a, it's a amalgamation of two different words, Shem and Yudke, the name of Hashem. And he explains that the Shem Yudke is half the name of Yudke, Vav, Yudke and then Vavke. And that's representative of the fact that in the Galas right now, the Shem Hashem is, is missing, is not complete, because Amalek is still present, the, the Geula has not come fully. And we daven that the Shem Hashem, the Shem Yudke Rabbah, should grow. Um, and be miskadal and miskadesh at the time of the geula. So based off this understanding, um, the, 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 the tour explains that really, in essence, Kaddish should have been written in Lashon Ivris, in, in Lashon HaKodesh. However, because of the reasons we, the reason we mentioned before, because the Malachim will, will cause a Kitrug, we say everything else but Lashon Aramis. The Ri, one of the Balitosos, argues and says, if you look at the Gemara in Brachos, it sounds like the Gemara puts together the words of Amin Hishmei Rabbah and the word Mevorach together. And he explains that if you follow the, lush, the language of the Machsavitri, this, this 
connection, this, I guess, juxtaposition of Yishmei Rabbah and Mevorach don't make sense because for the Machzor the, the the prayer that we're making is Yishmei Rabbah, Kama, and Mevorach Ilam Olmei Maya. The Shema Hashem, which is Yudke, should become great to a complete name. And there's a separate point that we should issue Mevorach to Olam Haba in the future as well. However, the Ri says the Gemara Brachos puts it all together. It sounds like Mevorach is going on that entire phrase, which implies that the word Shmei is not an amalgamation of two words, but rather a, a, a single word. And he explains that the single word is an Aramaic word. Shmei in Aramaic means Shemo. And therefore, the, length, the interpretation of this part, of the sentence is Shmei Rabbah, the, the great name of Hashem, the Shmo HaGadol, the great name of Hashem, is, should be Mivorach, should be blessed. And therefore, it's all one sentence that's being being conveyed. It's one Tefillah Achas in the language of the Beis Yosef, and, and that's the understanding of the, the Ri. Now, there's the practical difference. It seems to be they're very similar. Um, just the, this, the, the, this, the difference would only be in, at least one aspect of level of, of difference would be how do we perceive the Shem Hashem? For the Machzor Vitri, it sounds like the Shem Hashem right now is essentially missing something. And we're asking that Hashem's shame, for however, however we understand this to be, should be miskadel and more fully re- rec- realized. However, the Re says, no, the Shem Hashem is currently Godol. It's, it's currently great. Um, however, we're asking that it should be Mivorach that it should be blessed. There should be, either as the Nefesh Chaim explains, and we'll discuss this in the, in the Pirush, either it should be that the Shefa should come down, or we should be able to fulfill the Rasan Hashem better. Um, but it's, again, the word Mevorach is explaining something that's already recognized, that is already a Shem HaGadol, recognized in the, in the current present time. Um, practically, in terms of Halacha, because of this Machlokas, there becomes a few interesting afkaminos. The Ramach says in Arachayim Simen Nunvav Sif Aleph that because the halacha seems to suggest like the Ri, we should not be mafsik between Yeshmi Rabbah and Mivorach. They should all go together. And, and there shouldn't be a gap. According to the Machzor it would seem to be that the word Shmei Rabbah and Mivorach can be separated at least in terms of a pause. Another difference might be in the sense, um, would there be a mapic hey? Like the word shmei would either be shmei with a with a hey, like an emphasis at the end of the hey, or not. If we understand that the word shmei is a Hebrew name with the shei of vavke, then there should be a mapic hey as well, because it's emphasizing two words, the word shame and the word ka. However, if you don't have a, you don't have a mapic hey, you say as pronounced Shmei, it sounds like it's one word, the shame of the Shmo HaGadol, the shame of Hashem. Additionally, as a side, another proof, the Beis Yosef adds, is, as we'll see, the Gemara says that if one says Yishmei Rabbah B'Koach, then it's going to be Korea on the uh, different Xeros uh, rows. And the Beis Yosef writes that, the, that there, those Mepharshim who explained that the word Koach doesn't mean strength, but it means Chafches, like the letters of, the, of that word. Meaning there have to be chafchas osios, 28 letters that are in Yeshmer And to understand that calculation, you'll have to say the word Shmei is missing a Yud. And if that's the case, that doesn't correlate to the Machzervichi's understanding because you need the Yud to explain the second name, the, the Shem Yud in NK and Hey. Um, rather, it's indicative of the read that the word Shmei is just Aramaic, like it says in Daniel, 
that it's indicative of just the Shem HaGadol of Hashem. Um, as an aside, the Primagodim says, you know, as a compromise, maybe you could say, Yehei Shmei Rabah Mivarach, all in one Nishima, one breath, and with a Mapike to like emphasize that it's both Shem Hashem of Yurig but also we're trying to say Nishim Achas to say like it's really also uh, potentially connected to the word Mivarach. Moving on to the point that we mentioned earlier, the Gemara in Shabbos, Kofi Tesem Abay says, anyone who says, then it's going to be Korea Log Zardino, and he has Bechila. The Tor writes that the word Kocho, he interprets to mean Bekavan Shlema with full Kavana. And the Yosef adds, in the name of Rabbi Yonah, he says, even if you understand Koach literally, it doesn't mean you say it loudly for the sake of loudliness. The loudliness should be a way to be misordered, to, to elicit a certain feeling of kavana for one to when one recites the the, the name of Yehoshmi Rabbah. Again, it, but the, really the point that we're emphasizing is that Yehoshmi Rabbah is a very important tefillah, and it's really the, the, almost the climax of, of Kaddish, as we'll be explaining, which emphasizes that the entire point of, of, of our tefillah, of our life, is to be Kaddish Shem and allow, allow the Gilei of Hashem to more realize in this world. Just as another piece of background for the Kaddish, after we say Aminish but we have a litany of different praises. Different Rishonim had different Nishchaos. Some had seven praises, Yishtabach, Yispar, Yisumam, Yisasev, with the word Yisbarach, which is indicative of seven, and seven is correlative to the Shiva Rakim. That's a form of praise that Hashem is above all those all those realms of reality. Beis Yosef quoted that there are ten Lishonos of Shrach, Yiskadal, Yiskadas, Yisparach, Yisparvis, Mamisev, Yisparvis, Halevis, Halol, which is ten mamarim, ten statements, you know, corresponding to the ten mamaros that Hashem created the world with. And he also emphasizes that Yiskadal and Yiskadash, which are part of that ten, are first correlative to the ten dibros of, of the Torah, where the first two were separated, they're in Piyak Gvura, and the rest from Pi Moshe. So we're modeling, I guess, that, that, that event or that idea that Hashem is initiating, then Moshe is explaining. Um, as well in the Kaddish. And just as a fin- final background point, again, we're emphasizing the idea of Shem Hashem, as we'll find in Baruch as well. Um in Rishim Shur and the Baruchos Chaf Alf notes that part of what makes the Dabr Shevikdusha is mentioning the Shem Hashem, Shem or making references to the Shem HaMaforosh. And on a simple level, without the deeper understanding of this, the idea of a shame in general it means an access point. If a person has no name, it's hard to recognize or how to, it's hard to associate with that person. A name allows you to attach to that person and have that recognition. So, just on, as, on a basic level, the shame having a shame Hashem and recognizing the shame Hashem in a real way is a way for us to access Hakadosh Baruch Hu and recognize Him in a, in, a, in a real way. So, moving on to the just basic structure of Kaddish, there are there are arguably three structures, three points, three sections. At least, at least in the Chatzik Kaddish. Number one is from Yiskadal Yiskadesh until the conclusion of that point of Imro Amen, which is a declaration of Hashem's name that should become more greatly appreciated and revered in the world soon. The second section is the Heshmi Rabbah section, where it's a confirmation of Hashem's name. We confirm that Hashem's name should be blessed in the world for eternity. And the last section is from Yisbarach Vishtabach until Vimro Amen is a, ver- a compilation of various praises of Hashem's name, of Hashem's name which will be made in the future much greater um, and more and more magnified, while simultaneously recognizing that we're insufficient in being able to properly praise Hashem because of that incredible, inf- infinite greatness.
So moving on to the details of this section. The first section is a declaration of Hashem's name, which will become more greatly appreciated and revered in the world. So we mentioned in the first part of the section, the following, Yiskadal Hashem's name should be magnified and miskadesh, thy great name. There's a discussion as an aside. Should it be Yiskadel v'Yiskadesh or Yiskadel v'Yiskadash? The Shabru says it should be Yiskadel because that's Hebrew. Um, but if you understand that Kaddish is really just a Aramaic, it's purely Aramaic, then Yiskadel and Yiskadash are the Aramaic translation of, of these words. Um, on a basic level, what we're, what we're davening for, Rafesh explains that the name of Hashem implies, as we mentioned before, a man's appreciation of an already Shmei Rabbah in the world. Recognizing Hashem as the lawgiver who gives laws to man and guides the world, the world of nature. And it's our request, our request on behalf from the Sheikh Tzibar, that we're expressing that this should be realized and we're confident that there'll be this ultimate realization of the Shema Hashem in the world. Moving on to the details, the Malbim explains in, in Yecheskel where that's, that Pasuk is rooted from, Yiskadal and, Yiskadal and Yiskadash. The word Yiskadal means Hashem's, recognizing Hashem's role as the creator will be realized. That's the, who controls Teva. And Yiskadesh means even beyond that, we recognize that Hashem is beyond that Teva, beyond that world, beyond that world of nature. In the superna- there's a supernatural realm that Hashem is in charge of and we're basically expressing confidence that that will come into fruition. We then, in our Nusach, we say, Amen. This is not quoted in the Shulchan Aruch, um, in Simon Nudvav Sif Beis, but the Mishabur of Sif Kalti says, we do say Amen. Rav Moshe Feinstein in a Tshuvan Archaim Chalak Dal, Simon Ayin, Osiv Gimel says, the reason is, is because even though it's just saying Hashem's name should be great, <coughs> is not a full sentence, because it needs to be into something, which is the next line, but we already know that's obviously referring to this world, and therefore, we already say Amen at this point. The next section is Ba'oma Divrachirusei. In the world, Divrachirusei, in the, in the world which you, he created according to his will. Now, there's a discussion what's the emphasis of, of Kirusei? Is it referring to the word Bra, or is it referring to the, the first statement that we mentioned earlier? Davu Jaham explains that the word Kirusei is a reference to the creative creation experience that Hashem created the world, the world, Kirusei, according to His will. There was no other in, intermediary, no Malachim that Hashem consulted when he, created the, when he created the world. Later on, when, when Hashem created man, Hashem consulted the Malachim. But right now we're talking about a praise of Hashem that He created the world alone without anything else. Ref, Hirsch, and this is really the, the Archa Shachan in Simon and Vav Sefez notes that this is and actually the explanation of the Gura based off the proper diktuk. He explains that the word Kirusei is read with a Dagesh, Kirusei and not Chirusei. And he explains the difference in diktuk would be that if it's a Chirusei, that means the word, that word is referring to the, the most recent word that we've just said, which is Bara. And that's the understanding of the Avu Jerham. However, since we're saying Kirusei, it's, it seems to be a distinct word. It's a it's a, it's a hafsaka. There's a this, there's a, uh, a separation between that word and the previous word, which implies that it's referring to a another word which was previously said. And now those are the words of iskadal viskadash. So we're saying basically iskadal viskadash kirtzono. Hashem should be miskadesh the way He wants it to be. And the Rosh Hashanah notes 
that this is found in another place where we have this language in when we bring up the Torah in Shabbos and Yantif, we say then we say which again is referring back to which implies that the 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 will is not in the will of creation, but Hashem's will and how he wants to express himself. And Refresh on that point elaborates and he explains that if you look at the world with all its deficiencies and imperfections, you would think that there's there's an obstacle to, to getting to Ratzon Hashem. But Refresh explains that that Hashem decides and runs nature and, and history according to how He wants the world to function. Because He realized, because if, if a person internalizes this, he realizes that the, all of human events, all of history, is in order for man, is in order for Hashem to push man to get to a certain point, which is going to be the ultimate gile of, of Hashem. On this point, we then say, Hashem's malchus should be. Um, Hashem should be Melech in his, in his kingdom, meaning that should be an expression of Hashem's Giloi in the world, the Geula more specifically. In our lives, in the days of the lives of all the Jewish people, remain quickly and very speedily, and then we'll answer Amin. First, explain just on a simple level the Sheikh Tzibur is expressing his wish that this revelation should come soon in his days. Um, the Abu Jaham says the reason why we're asking for life is because this entire tefillah is referring to the end of days where there's going to be the Melcham Gog Magog and because there might be a lot of dangers and, and, and threats we're asking that Hashem should cause us to live and experience the ultimate gula of that, of that experience and, and he adds as well the word Ba'agala, the repetition of Ba'agala is not just a product ad, ad addition but it's, it's a reference to the Mashiach and we conclude this section by, by the Chazan saying, the Imru, they, the, the community should say, Amen, they should affirm this. And moving from that point, we now move to the second section where the people respond, Yesh Meir So the second section, again, is a confirmation of Hashem's name to be blessed in the world for eternity. <coughs> so the, the Tzibur then says Amen on the previous se- section. They affirm that truth. And then they respond, Yesh Meir Mevorach, Lulam Maya. That Hashem's name should be great, um, eternally and be eternally blessed. So again, like I mentioned earlier, this is there's machlokas. Does this mean that Hashem's name that is currently chaser in some capacity should be greater, or that the name that is already great should be mivorach should be blessed? How do we understand the word mivorach? Either we follow the understanding of the machsavitri, which is that the mivorach is referring to which is means Hashem's name should be blessed. In the future, however, if you understand the, the the interpretation of the re that it's all one praise that the shem Hashem should be mivarach, you have to understand what the word bracha means. As we mentioned previously, the first understands the word bracha means to fulfill the ratzon of or, or manifest the the ratzon of Hashem. So we're saying that Hashem's name will become blessed when man converts and integrates all those values and commandments of Hashem into reality, and that's the bracha that the community is saying. That we want Hashem, they want to fulfill the Ratzon Hashem, um, and allow it to progress forever and ever. The Nefesh Chaim, however, disagrees with the, his understanding because Lashitaso, as you mentioned previously, that the word for him of Mivorach means that there should be a Shefa of the Or Hashem should come down to the world, and he explains that this is the point that we're saying that the the Shem Hashem, which is great, should be Mivorach. There should be a flow down all the world 
into our world. And that's what he says, the Olam is the Olam Hatzilos, the highest realm in the world, in the universe. And the Olmei is, the next word that we say is referring to two worlds, which is then the world of creation, and then the world of formation, which is an even lower, more physical world. And then Olmaya, the last Olam, is the Olam Hatzilos, our world. And we're basically asking Hashem to express His Kedusha, His Shefa, into our world, into our realm, and not just the other realms. As an aside, he explains that if a person, following, he has a theme that if a person has kavana, he actually can affect um, different worlds, and he can affect himself as well. So he says when a person has kavana for saying amin yishmiraba, it affects, it brings down that those spiritual realms down to his world, his world, and it affects some change within which is equivalent to some form of tshuva. Um, potentially similar to that of like the Az Yashir idea that if a person has a deeper connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that allows for a changed personality. After the community affirms this, this truth that Hashem's name should be blessed forever and ever, we move to the third section where there are various praises of the Shem HaShem are made and we also recognize that this is going to be expressed in the future but also we are unable to fully and sufficiently express that recognition properly. <clears throat> we say Isparach, we see the first word that Hashem's name should be Misparach. So there's actually a machokas in the Mefarshim, in the Rishonim. Is this a conclusion of the statements of Amin Yishmi or is it going on, is, or is it a new section? The Rebbe Yakar, one of the Rishonim, explains that the word Isparach is actually going on Yishmi and he says that some people don't fully understand the Aramaic, so the word Yisparach, when, when they say Amin Hishmiraba, they're also referring to the word that they know, which is Yisparach, that Hashem's name should be blessed. Others understand that it's a, it's a, it's referring to the next section, that's one of the Rishonim, the Sefer HaManhigim, Manhigos, explains that, that point. In Halacha, this is expressed as well, this discussion of Yisparach is on the previous section, or is it a new section? In the Mishnah Bura, in Simon Nunvav Sivkat Tesvav, where <clears throat> the Beis Yosef writes that aside from saying Amin Yishmiraba to express twenty-eight letters, there's also an aspect of expressing Yishmiraba to have twenty-eight words, and that is from Amin Yishmiraba until the end of the section of Damir Balma, which is twenty-eight words which implies that the word Yisparach is really part of this, this general flow of praise co- continuing from Yishmir Abba. And in fact, um, the language of the, of the Mechaber and, and the Beis Yosef is that a person should be Mikhaim saying the rest of the, that praise with, through Shomei Ka'ona. However, the Gra argues, and he says that, no, these are two distinct se- sections. Yishmir Abba is one section, and Yisparach is the beginning of a new section, and has no correlation to, to, the, previous, to the previous point. Um, in understanding the, the, the context of the words, it would seem to be that, according to the Beis Yosef, all these praises are expressions, Yisparach, Yishtavach, Yispar, are expressions of that in the future, Hashem's name will be great, and has lists of all these praises. Um, according to the other understanding that this is a separate section, this is not referring to Yeshmei Rabbah, it's not a confirmation, rather it's uh, almost another prayer like Yiskadah, Yiskadash, and then we say Yisparach, Yishtavach, Almost an additional prayer similar to that of Yiskael Viskadash. <clears throat> so, as you mentioned, we recite all these praises, uh, that Hashem's name should be blessed, 
it should be praised, it should be ispa'ar. Um, David Raham explains the word ispa'ar is a reference to the idea that Kla Yisrael glorify Kosh Baruch Hu through their fulfillment of the Ratzon Hashem. Then we say Yisramam, Yisnasei, Hashem should be elevated, Yishadar, Yishalai, Yishalol. Hashem's name should be elevated over all the other powers and should be praised over, <coughs> and should be praiseworthy. And after mentioning this, all these praises, we have a discussion about how to read the next section, the next few sent words of this of this section. We say the following words: Shmei de Kuchaberchu leilam ekol berchasav v'sherasah tushbechasav v'nachamasah. We mention the Shem Hashem, and then we mention that it's above all praises. <coughs> the the Gra understands this section by the following. He says, you mentioned all the praises of Hashem. He said, are we still have Salal? And w- which name should be praised? The Shemei Dukut the holy name of Hashem, the shame of Kut of Akash Baruch that should be praised. That's a prayer. Then makes a, then he makes a very hard, a, st- a strong kama. And then he says, We ask a new prayer of almost reflecting the Sparach point, that Hashem's name should be blessed, but it should be blessed above all the other praises that we can, that we make. And following with the explanation of the Avudraham, who explains that this section is referring to a comparison between praises of Hashem and praises of man, the, the flow sounds like this, that we mention praises of Hashem, then we say, those praises are le'ela mikol b'chasav tushpachasah, that, that those praises of Hashem are greater than all the other praises we'll make of man, because Hashem's praises are even greater, and even more so, that those praises should be even higher, even greater for a expression of the Chama. Um, the Abu Jam explains the reason why there has to be Nechama is because, the, as we mentioned, the entire point of Kaddish is to express a re- reaction to the Chorban, we're asking Hashem to return us from the Galas. And Hashem also, Kiveyachal, has a, a, a certain expression of, of sadness, and we're asking Hashem to have a nechama by enabling us to have the, gal, the geula come back. That's the explanation of the Gra. We're understanding that there's two different sections within two different sentences within the section. One is the praise of Hashem, and one is comparing it to the praises of man. However, the Ramah says you have to read the section with a different comma, with, with a different place for the comma. And he says you have all these mentionings of praises. And he says in Simon and Vav Sifk Beis that. The, the, the way you read it is that the name, the holy name, which is of Hashem, should be blessed. Then a hard comma. And then you read the next section of It sounds like the Ramah saying that the name of Hashem, the blessed, the blessed one, which is Hashem, is above all these prayers. Um, which could be interpreted, again, as Abu Jaham, But it could also be interpreted as that, and this is how uh, Refersh understands the explanation of, of of this prayer is that Hashem's blessing is Hashem, the, Hashem's or the blessings that we give of Hashem were, are ultimately not enough because brichu is la'ila mikol Hashem is still ultimately above all these praises which suggests again our insufficiency in being able to properly praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu. and on a similar point Refersh explains that the word nechamasa um, is not reference to um, the, the actual Nacham of Hashem, but rather Hashem's greatness and fullness of His glory is beyond 
whatever nechama we give to ourselves about the future while we're mitzvah galus, because it's got to be much greater than that. Again, this is emphasizing that our first understands that the interpretation of this sentence is that Hashem expressing our insufficiency to praise Hakadosh Baruch Hu properly, while according to the Gra, it seems to be if you follow the Avudraham's understanding, who breaks it up similarly is recognizing a contrast between our ability, our praises of Hashem, and the praises that people give to human beings. And on that, we conclude from Rome that people confirm this as well. So just to conclude the section of Kaddish, the Sheikh Sibur, the, the, the reader of the, community, the, the congregation, declares a conviction that Hashem's name will become great and exalted. The people respond, Amen, they recognize that's true. And they recognize that this is going to be expressed in the future, Kiruse, according to how Hashem wants it to be. Or alternatively, we're just basically praising Hashem for creating the world and that recognition should be more fully manifested. And the Shri Sibar says he wants this, we would like this recognition to be made in our time and very speedily for both the end of the Gaulus and for Mashiach to come and the people, and he calls upon the community to answer Amen and they respond to confirm that. To this, the second section is that the congregation that initiates that the name of Hashem, which is great, or that should be great, um, it should be Mivorach, it should be fully expressed, and the Shefa shall come down, to all the realms, for all eternity, we want this reality to become a, a truth. <clears throat> then we move to the third section, where the Sheikh Tzibor either continues the Hishmei point, or the, there's a new prayer that's being made, and we recite all these different praises, of uh, and, and those things should be applicable to the Shemei Kucha, either that it's that the, it, should, it should be grown, or we're reaffirming a commitment that we want this to become a reality. Um, that the shame Hashem, which is great, should be mevorach, and should be, and all these praises should be applicable to that that hope as well. We then finish the, the section with the various praises by recognizing that either as the girl understands this to mean is that just Hashem's blessed name is above all the praise that we could give to man and there's also a hope for a nechama a nechama for, from the base of Mekdash that there should be a geula alternatively as the Rabbah understands and this could be read even with uh, our breaks is that is that Hashem ultimately is above all these praises and everything that we're trying to make um, recognize Hashem um, through our praises of Yishmi Rabbah and all the different Yisbarach Bishabachs that we're making, all these praises are still insufficient to properly praise Hashem. And even the Nechamas that we're trying to console ourselves of the future, there's much more in store. Um, and to this, the congregation concludes, Amen, that we, are, we affirm this truth both that Hashem's name has all these praises, and also we're, uh, in, we're insufficient, insufficiently able to properly praise Akash Baruch Hu. And again, following in the introduction that we made about Kaddish and really all of Berchus Kriyashma, this is a great conclusion of Berch, of, of Pesuket Zimmer where we've discussed, we've re- recognized Akash Baruch Hu, and now we're affirming that in, in our commitment to serve Hashem. There's also a great introduction to um, Berchus Kriyashma and really all of Tila, where we're recognizing that we want the Shem Hashem 
the recognition of Akash Baruch Hu, what he wants of us to be fully manifest in the world. Both recognize our, our insufficiency in properly being able to do that and also our hope to be a part of that, to enable, um, as a tzibur, to make that become a reality. And that starts with Bimikabel, Al Machoshemayim, recognizing Hashem as part of our lives as, a, as individuals and as a tzibur. And that's where Kaddish starts us on the right foot.